I love a beautiful lawn. You love a beautiful lawn. Everybody loves a beautiful lawn, but they don't love how long it takes and how difficult it can be. And that is where True Green comes into play because it's the easiest and most affordable way to get that beautiful lawn. Let's be real. You've got plenty of other things to do in your free time than focus on your lawn care. So let True Green take care of all of that hard work while you get to do everything else that you want to do like go play golf. Here's what you need to do. Visit truegreen.com. Okay. It allows you to do you let them do the lawn care. And if you visit truegreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people, that is all guaranteed. You can trust true green to give you the best lawn because they are the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA tour. They offer a satisfaction guarantee and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. It's truegreen.com. Get started now. Freaking first cut. Golly. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round one recap for the Century Tournament of Champions. Joining me to break it all down, it's him, it's Kyle Porter, KP. Round by round recaps are back. We've heard the people. They've, they've asked for this. They missed them in the fall. We're back to give it to them. <laughs> well, I was, uh, today was so fun. You know, I was looking forward to it all day. It felt like it was just forever until the round started. And I just, I, I love this tournament a lot. And I love the first round of it even more because it's just, it's, it's this, you know, you've had, well, we've really only had like three weeks off, but, but you've, you've kind of, I mean, a lot of these guys haven't played in, three, four months, you know, other than a tournament here or there. So I just, I, I had a blast. Like it was, it was so fun to, to be back, like golf Twitter, like everything was just kind of um, <laughs> yeah. in the groove again. And, and it was a great round. You got a great, I, I mean, you're always going to have a great leaderboard, but it, it's an interesting leaderboard at the top. And, and uh, I think it's going to be a great rest of the tournament. Yeah, and not only marks kind of the 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 restart, the kickoff to the new year. There's a lot of optimism for everyone. It's like in the NFL, week one, your team's you know your team's zero and zero. Everybody's got a chance at making the playoffs. Everybody has a chance of making a run, and you get to do it at just one of the most scenic tour stops that there is. I mean, th- this this gives me the warm and fuzzies when a lot of the country is not in the warmth that we often enjoy. Yeah. And you also get the, I think I even heard this on the broadcast, you know how in the NFL it's like, Oh, best shape of his life coming into the season. Yeah. Like I heard some guys talked about like that, like, Oh, but you know, shed some weight putters never look better. Wedges are are locked in. (laughs) You're like, okay, well let's get, you know, we've got some time until Augusta. Like we don't have to get everything dialed right now, but I thought the brown. I thought the day kind of, and maybe this was always going to happen because of the way the tee times were. But I, I thought I picked up steam at the end with guys like Rom and Cantlay and uh, Morikawa even kind of coming on late. Yeah, I remember being like, "Oh my god, John Rom hasn't even teed off yet, and this yeah. is like already so much fun. It's already five he's, o'clock or whatever it is." <laughs> he's unbelievable. Like, and we can talk about Cam Smith and and the leaderboard, but Rom didn't even he didn't did he play well? And he shot sixty six. 
It was it was the easiest 66. So John Rom seven under par 66, currently in a tie for second. And yeah, he I didn't think he played all that well, which is crazy to say. He did not take advantage of 15, which is a hole that everybody was getting after. But it was just a ho hum. John Rom in complete control of his game and picking up right where he left off in 2021. Yeah, it looks like he gained three and a half strokes on the field, most of it tee to green, but nothing extraordinary. It was just. I mean, and and I've been, I feel like I've been yelling this from the rooftops. Let me read this to you. His last, oh, I don't have it in front of me anymore. Um, Maybe you can pull it up. Uh, Oh, no. Okay, here it is. Here it is. Okay, going back to the PGA Championship last year, his last nine starts on the PGA Tour, T8 at the PGA, uh, the the WD at the Memorial, WD, uh, wins the U.S. Open, third at the open championship third at the northern trust ninth at the bmw t1 at the tour championship right uh miscut at the fort Fortnite, and then and now he's t2 here is that good yeah it's basically he's he's like 790 and 15 in head-to-head matchups with every single person in the field that he played in that in that time frame that's like what it is stupid it's unbelievable so no surprise there. He's coming off a historic uh, kind of strokes gained advanced metric season. I think uh, the, the most likely outcome for John Rahm this year is probably his advanced metrics regress. He probably doesn't gain two strokes on the field every single round, but he probably wins more. He probably wins two or three times. Like that, well, that he, to me is the most likely scenario. Yeah, I can't remember if I brought this up on our Tuesday podcast, but I meant to. He He actually talked about this in his presser. Uh, producer Jacob's got it pulled up right now. If you're watching on YouTube, his, his what is this? There his round? Oh, his strokes gained today. Okay, yes. that's awesome. Uh, he talked about this in his presser. He said, "I would actually wouldn't mind being more con- inconsistent in 2022 if it means I win more." And I thought that was so interesting because he's right. Like that's what you want. It sounds yeah. ridiculous. It sounds like a, a an absurd thing to say. And I actually got made fun of for saying it about. Tony, Tony Finau. <laughs> I remember. Last I was, year. It was probably me making fun of you. <laughs> I'm sure. And that's fine. I got piled on. And then Rom said the exact same thing. And he, you know, inconsistency doesn't, it, it, it golf is just weird. And, yeah. and, you know, even if you look at, uh, so data golf has a great um, expected wins value. I, the, the math is beyond me and I, I don't understand it, but their expected wins for Rom last year actually weren't that high. Because he he had like really good weeks, but he didn't have extraordinary weeks. And what you right. want if you're a, if you're a professional golfer, you want like three, four, five extraordinary weeks rather than fifteen really really good weeks. And I, I really like it sounds dumb to say, but that's I mean that's what leads to wins and and ultimately to major championships. Yeah, when you only care about wins, being inconsistent and already being great is the perfect combination to start piling up trophies. So John <laughs> yeah. John Rahm, 66, 7 under par. Cam Smith will enter the second round as your leader. It'll be a solo lead, 8 under par, 65. Cam Smith gained about 3.5 strokes putting KP, but that's not unusual. He's He's blossomed into one of the best putters on the PGA tour. So we should not be surprised to see him leaning on the flat stick, leaning on one of his strengths to take this early lead. Yeah, I agree. And and I think sometimes you see a, a number like that and you're like, ah, oh, that's a little bit of a false lead. And 
it feels like that a little because of who you got behind him, right? Rom, Cantlay, uh, Berger, uh, Kepka is is only three back of him, but it doesn't feel like it as much if it was like Seamus Power up there that gained that gained four strokes with the putter, right? right. Because it, it, it can't Cam Smith just has more staying power, so you know I, it's going to take you, you just you have to be so good for four straight days with this field and on this course, um, and he's going to have to hit it better. You know, I, I thought. I thought Capitol was interesting on Thursday, and I want to see what, kind of what your take was on this. It played longer than maybe we thought it would, which I thought put a lot more emphasis on approach play. Now, Cam yeah. Smith was was kind of the outlier there. He was the guy whose approach play wasn't that great, but everybody else that's in the top, I don't know, seven on that board, I mean, they hit it. Their, their second shots were really, really good, and that's not unusual on the PGA Tour. It just felt a little bit concentrated in this round because of how long Kapalua was playing. They had mentioned, I think they got, I forget how many inches of rain they've gotten in the last 25 days, and they were playing preferred lies on Thursday. So when you do that and you get ball in hand, it, it benefits two types of players. It benefits the type that are going to hit the fairway, but in this case, that's basically everybody. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's a wash, right? And then when you have ball in hand, the approach players, the guys who get to set it exactly where they want it, they get to kind of thrive in a situation like that. So, yeah, I, I don't know what the plan is for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, if they'll play preferred lies the rest of the week or if it was just on Thursday. But that I, I believe that to be a, a pretty significant advantage to the ball strikers. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, yeah, you see it here. We, uh, Producer Jacob, would you sort this by – uh, he, he's on data golf right now. Would you sort this by approach? You're already, you're, you're already there. There you go. Okay. So look at how many, and this, again, this is not unusual, but look at how many guys when you sort it by approach are in the top five, Kevin, Na, EVR burger, uh, Joel Damon's T eight, Sung Jay, Morikawa, yeah, Rom. I mean, no surprise that those guys are hitting the ball well with their irons, but you know, you I, I I wouldn't, and I don't know the numbers, but I wouldn't think that after round one it would be this clear that the that the you know the the second the approach guys no. would have this big of an advantage. You know? Yeah, you usually get somebody who chips in a couple times. You usually get somebody who uh, you know rolls it rolls the rock like a madman, and that that starts shaping your top five. Let's round out the rest of our top of the board. So we've talked about Smith. We've talked about Ron Patrick Cantlay had himself kind of a weird little day. He was one of the guys KP that you described as not having played at least competitively in months. We haven't seen him since the tour championship. That was what September. We haven't seen him yeah. three months, four months. Well, gets off to a bogey start and you're thinking, Oh boy, it's the rust. It's going to take him a while. Uh, not really. Here's his stretch of golf from 13 to 17 birdie, birdie, Eagle, birdie, birdie. And then he actually kind of made a mess of 18, which was yeah. weird, and makes par there to shoot a 7-under 66. He played great, but 18 might leave him with a little bit of a bad taste in his mouth. 18 was crazy late. You had Spieth all over the planet. You had Rom hollering, and then he ended up making birdie, and then Cantlay. Cantlay went full Steph Curry on the back. I mean, 3-3-3-3-3 three, 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 or whatever <laughs> it was. That's so good. I, I don't... <sighs> I don't know what to make of him this year. You know, I, I think he's super interesting because he, I mean, obviously he was awesome last year. And I, I thought last year really, um, it, it kind of righted the ship in terms of his image. He was so, so good, but he didn't have the wins really to kind of match up with how good he was. And now I think it does match up, but I don't know if he's actually as good as like 
the the current trajectory is like looks for him right he he wasn't great at the majors um i don't know i'm i'm really intrigued by kind of how he performs uh throughout 2022 how, how do you feel about him this year so it's weird because we've spent the last couple of months or i've spent the last couple of months basically taking a win and a half away from him which i probably shouldn't be doing but you're in a situation where if you go back and just look at all the advanced metrics and you start weighing you know strength of field and things like that he is he is still the clear number two to John Rom, and, and that that has nothing yeah. to do with the wins. That's round by round and looking at who else is in the field. It, so it's weird. He is he solidified himself as that number two player of twenty twenty one, but we kind of talked him down. Like, oh, he's not as good as we saw because we gave him an extra win and a half. So I, I'm probably more bullish and a bit higher on Patrick Cantlay, just despite the the ridiculous number of wins that he had last year. I think that's fair. Uh, I, I I would like. I mean, just the again, the major thing is is, and again, we're we're talking about we're not talking about majors right now. We're talking about the tournament of champions. But broadly speaking, the major thing I think is a it's it's just a it's a problem. Like you can't not finish in the top ten at at any of the major championships when you're you know statistically the second or third best player in the world. So uh, could he go out and win this week for sure? I I don't know if he's. He's probably not the favorite. It's probably Rom still, but uh, he's got to be among them, which I think we'll probably look at here in a second. Yeah, we will get to that. Before we do, Daniel Berger had himself an eventful start to the week. Of course, the club's late getting to Maui, and he borrowed his caddy's clubs. He readjusted the loft and lie. He stole his driver. It's a whole big thing, but as we all expected, he goes out and shoots a 66 because literally, KP, every time this has come up, Morikawa can't get his clubs through the turf. <laughs> Bryson has low expectations. Victor and Berger don't have clubs. It never ends negatively. Like, Berger's no. just going to win this thing, obviously. Well, there was a great quote from him. He said afterwards, or he said on, on Thursday, he said, I was a little stressed out. He, he So he ended up taking another caddy, not his caddy, but a different caddy's clubs, okay. changing the lie and loft on them. And then he yeah. stole the caddy's driver and yes. was thinking about using it for Thursday. He didn't end up using it. But he said, I was a little stressed out because I knew I needed to play some golf. And that's why he took that other caddy's clubs and played with them. He said, a lot of phone calls with American Airlines, that's for sure, which... It's not a great quote, but the idea of Berger being on hold with American Airlines just made me cackle because I can't imagine the things that he would say to to a, like the customer service representative from American Airlines. I mean, I, like I, I would pay money to be in on on that phone call. Like I he, just complete astonishment at at their inability to get him his golf clubs. It's like when a pro golfer hits a shank and everyone goes one of us, one yes. of us. Like yeah, Daniel Berger totally. on hold. With American Airlines is, is the one of us <laughs> move for sure. Uh, before we get to the odds board, the biggest surprise, KP, has to be the other guy with the initials, JT, who is yep. in uh, DFL, if we're continuing with the acronyms here. He's in last with Lucas Glover and Patrick Reed, a one over 74. If you look at, uh, let's see, let's see what he did today. Well, lost strokes off the tee. Lost strokes on approach, lost strokes with the putter. It was a disaster, an absolute disaster. Putter's a problem. It's been a problem since after he won the players. Really, since I think it was Valspar, it started to be like, whoa, this is this is not good. Um, he hit. He made a seven on nine. That was just like, what is going on? Like this is uh, just 
Like, like, what are you doing? You know, like it was just, it was a disaster. Spieth made a six on nine, but they, they combined to make a 13 on, on the ninth hole. That's right. They played together. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was weird. It's not, you know, of all the guys in this field, you expect JT to come in like as prepared, if not more prepared than anybody, right? That's just kind of who he is. And he just didn't. I mean, not not. I'm not saying he wasn't prepared. I think he was, but he just didn't have it. And you know, he's somebody that is not like I would not be surprised to see him finish in the top ten and go out and play great the next three days. But you know, shooting yourself, you like he's he can't win the tournament now. I don't think being nine back after the first day. I mean, I guess he could, but it would be a pretty heroic final three days. So I don't know. <laughs> I, are you worried about like just how? mediocre he was after the players championship last year he wasn't that bad he got he got it he got it going let's 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 pull this up he got he's like four of his last six finishes have been top tens yeah okay here i mean hero i guess we don't have to count that mayakoba third t4 on the shadow leaderboard the tour championship so that's that's the good one t4 at the northern trust i'm not i'm not that worried Okay, so you so you believed more in like the end of the year than kind of that middle of the year, just yeah. He was just he he just lost it in the middle of the year. Yeah. Okay. And okay. I think he lost it in a time of year where it's it's hard to get it back, right? Like the, you're just yeah. like you're in the midst yeah. of it. You you can't take like the extra week. You don't want to be tinkering too much. Like it's the worst time to lose it because it's you, it's going to take you a couple weeks to find it, and you can't yeah you can't take the time. I guess for him, I just think like, man, the the it feels like what did Xander shoot today? Uh, uh, I just had it up here. Four he is, yeah, he was 69. four. Didn't feel like he played that great. He was negative strokes gained tee to green, and it felt like it felt. And I'm not saying we're projecting off of one round, but it felt like the four for Xander was like, I don't know, two, three, two, two or three under. And that's what JT's four should be. And it and it and that's like it, that's been like very true of him throughout his career is that he's got a really high four. Right. And so that's why it's just, it's very surprising when he goes out and shoots a 74 on a course that's averaging, I think a little over 70 on the day. Yeah. Uh, Real quick. And we'll move on to the odds board. (laughs) Victor Hovland was in basically waist high (laughs) garbage and described his lie as pretty good. good. How can you like, how can you not love this guy? He is so just good. like the eternal optimist. Like I wish I had one ounce of the optimism this guy has in my in his daily life. Uh, like it's unbelievable. Yeah, he's the best. Uh, two other things I wanted to mention: EVR's mustache. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't know who it was. They they show, they flashed it up there because <laughs> he had like a real early tea time. Right, he was like one of the first guys off, and yeah. they went to the range, and I was like, who in the world is that? And I really yeah. can only tell because he wears that like you know, that Grayson shirt or whatever it is. And I'm yeah. like, oh my God, that's Evie. I could not believe that was him. He said he uses wax on it and clearly. It. Yeah, obviously it's tremendous. Uh, and then Hideki's pants, Hideki's pants screamed. I'm playing with house money and yeah. I, don't, I, I won Augusta and Japan last year and I don't really care about anything else. Right. You can't say there's EVR's mustache. That is, I, he looks like he, he looks like, uh, what was the, uh, Oh, water for elephants. Was that yes, a movie? It is. That he, he looks like a 
He looks like a character in Water for Elephants. The texture of it looks like a Brillo pad, though. It's not like a smooth <laughs> mustache. It looks painful. He does frankly. look like Daniel Day-Lewis. That's, what Jacobs. That's a great call. I, 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 you could, if he was not wearing a golf shirt, I, I mean, you could have given me a million guesses. I never would have got to EVR here. For sure. I joke that he was, he was, uh, he was pleased that uh, the USGA didn't rule his monocle a distance measuring device. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he doesn't have a monocle, then I don't know who does. <laughs> they don't exist if he doesn't have one. If this, if this man oh, with the mustache God. doesn't have one. That's so good. Um, I, keep, I keep putting off this ad break, but uh, every, every, can I buy stock in Aimpoint? Aimpoint's the thing now. Because you can't, you can't use the green, yeah, can't use the green reading books. These guys are everybody's into Aimpoint. How do I get stock in Aimpoint? I don't even, I don't get it. Like the the person, I, who who do you think of when you think of Aimpoint? Adam Scott. Yes. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> it's the only guy I ever think of. I saw a great quote. Uh, oh, it was Max Homa. There's a profile of him on ESPN.com, and he said, you know. All of us are out here just always trying to look like Adam Scott, and none of us ever do. <laughs> and he was I, he was talking about the swing or I don't know, something. But I just thought it was hilarious that like even guy like Max Homa's won Riviera. He's won three times on PGA Tour. He's like, I wish I looked like Adam Scott. It's amazing. Yeah. Forever. That'll always live. Okay. We're going to look at the odds board. We'll talk through all that stuff. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And we're back. At no surprise that our friends over at Caesars Sportsbook have listed John Rahm as your favorite to win the Century Tournament of Champions, KP. He is 4-1. to one. Patrick Cantlay, also in at 7-under-66, 5-1. Worth noting, neither of those two golfers in the lead. It's Cam Smith that is indeed sitting atop the leaderboard. He is 6-1. to one. And Daniel Berger, the only other golfer shorter than 10-1, to one. he is 9-1. to one. So... When you've got studs at the top and studs lurking, these are the type of odds you're going to get. Yeah, can we, uh, can you pull them up, producer Jacob? There we nice. go. So Rom was what nine to one coming in? Uh, yeah, Ten. eight and a half, nine, whatever. Yeah. Uh, kind of like, like burger. Kind of like burger there at nine. Okay, I I've been doing a lot of deep burger diving recently. Okay. He's his numbers are amazing. Ama- uh, amazing doesn't even feel like the correct adjective. Like, what's better than amazing? <laughs> Extraordinary. Extraordinary. Yeah, that's why you're the you're the author. It's <laughs> it's he's that good, and it's in all the places that you would want it to be. It's approach. He's well rounded. He doesn't have a yeah. flaw. He plays well when the best fields get together. This, we could be. Whether he wins this or not, it doesn't matter. But this could be a really, really strong year for Daniel Berger. Why, why, why don't we think of him differently? Like, why do we just think of him as not that guy? 
because he doesn't win enough. There's only like six guys that we think are that guy, though. Like, is he? Do you think Daniel Berger is better at golf than Rory McIlroy right now? Ooh, wow. Um, God, I hate that I'm thinking about this for this long. Like, Rory's ceiling is obviously way higher, right? But, but if Berger and Rory played a thousand times, it'd probably be a lot closer than we want to believe it would be. I, I think, I think Berger's problem is a little bit what I was alluding to with, with Rom earlier that he has like really, like, he has good weeks all the time. But his ceiling seems to be a little bit, I mean, you just said it, it seems to be a little bit lower than you would want it. And I think it doesn't result in wins as often as it seems like it should, if that makes sense. No, I think it makes I think it makes perfect sense. He's nine to one. A little bit further down the board, Morikawa is eleven to one. He's three back. He's five under. Bryson's fourteen to one, which is kind of similar to what his uh pre-event odds were. He's doing that thing again, KP. He he gained a stroke and a half. Yeah, off the tee and lost everywhere else. This is the That's, exact pace that he's on. It was the same thing last year. Morikawa is really interesting here because, again, like we talked about this on Tuesday, and and I think it it played out even more so than we thought. Like approach play, approach play, approach play. It's 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 vital everywhere, but especially you know, as somebody mentioned. Oh, Berger was talking about this. He was like, "Listen, everybody's going to hit the fairway." It comes down to like in some of these wins, are you able to hold the greens from weird positions? And you know, obviously Morikawa is the best in the world at that. So I think I think Berger at nine and Morikawa at eleven are the most interesting here to me. I think I still think Bryson's going to finish in the top. T- I think like Bryson's just a lock to finish T eight or T six. I'm I'm really coming around on this whole Bryson thing. Not that I wasn't before, but I I I just kind of really love what he's doing. And I think he's rearranging the math and rearranging the numbers in a way that is super beneficial to him. And we talked about this on Tuesday. This is a really good spot for him to rearrange the math and places like wings foot are a really good spot for him yeah. to rearrange the math. Like I, I just really, I can't believe he's been doing this. Like, how is he not tired of being him himself for the last like two years? <laughs> Is it because well, he's been himself for the last 20-something? Yeah, I, I was thinking, how is he not like injured from swinging like that for the last three years? I mean, he, I, it's, I, I'm just, I'm, I just keep getting more impressed, I think. Yeah, and, and, and you watch him, and I, I can't, I think it was like eight, seven or eight today, and he hits an unbelievable drive, terrible second shot, but he's still got 11 feet for birdie or something. And you're like, yeah, this is it. Like, that's the whole point is that you can be so average to below average after the first shot, after the tee shot and still score, you know? And, and, and again, like when you're on, when you're, when you're, when your game inside of 150 is on, you're going to win. I agree. I don't, I don't, I like that 14 to one. I might go bet that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so convinced at this point. Uh, KP, first round in the books of the new year. Anything else before we get out of here? I think that's it. It's just so much fun. I loved it. Uh, I I am going to miss just having that, that first day, like excitement. It was like the first day of school. You're just so excited to, yeah. to be back and to be just diving in. I was going deep on Phil's quotes and just, I was fired up. I was, Phil, by the way, I said this on Twitter, but like, he he was hilarious. He he said after Shining like I had a mini breakthrough, which he says at, in literally every interview. Forty times a year. Yeah. <laughs> and I joke that it's gonna be like 
2041 is going to be coming off double hip surgery. It's like, I had a breakthrough. Sir, you're in a wheelchair. Well, I had a breakthrough in my hospital bed. I'm, I found something. <laughs> you're like, Ugh. it just is so, I don't know if it's endearing, but I think it's informative as to like why he is who he is. You know, like that just yeah. is, it's why he won the PGA last year. And yeah, he's, he's never not Phil. He's Phil. Yeah. That's yeah. what he is. So yeah, it was just it was a it was a super fun day. Spieth was gesticulating all over the place and and being crazy, and it was just everything you wanted from a first round of of the season. We get to do it all year. again on Friday, and we will yes. of course be back with a post rounds recap after each and every round. But for now, let me give a big thanks to producer Jacob. Does all the hard work behind the scenes. That right there, Kyle Porter at Kyle Porter CBS on Twitter, and you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been The First Cut, and we'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.